You're now listening to I Need a Word, your place for inspirational messages. Today, I'm joined by my business bestie, Karen, and we're going to talk about identity theft and identity crisis. And we're going to talk about it in the natural for for a second, but then kind of the spiritual uh, thing behind it. Because when I was looking this stuff up, they all say it's an internal issue. And for us, that would be a heart issue. So um, before we get into it, Karen, introduce yourself so people know who you are, and then we'll get into it. Hey, everybody. My name is Karen. First of all, let me give y'all a disclaimer. I am not the Karen. (laughs) The year 2020 and the year 2021 has introduced, okay, I'm a nice Karen, okay? I may or may not call the manager if service is not good, but I'm I'm a nice Karen. No, my name is Karen with a C, um, Willa Four, and I am Kwanda's um, business bestie, little big sister, all the things. Um, I do a lot of different things, and we'll probably get into some of that today, but enough about me. Let's get to it, because this is going to be good. Okay, so y'all know when I come on I'm a definitions girl and I like to come with definitions. So I'm going to read off the definition of identity crisis and identity theft. I'm going to give us a couple statistics and then we're going to get into it. So the first thing is identity crisis. The definition is a developmental event that involves a person questioning their sense of self or place in the world. So when somebody is battling with identity crisis, they don't know who they are. They're questioning everything about themselves. And then identity theft is a fraudulent acquisition and use of a person's private um, identifying information, usually for financial gain. So a person that usually does the identity theft is somebody who uh, is trying to get some money or something like that. And two statistics I thought were, were interesting in regards to identity theft was uh, 33% of citizens in the U.S. have experienced identity theft, and 1 million children experience identity theft incidents occurred, um, have occurred in 2020. Now, that's crazy. Children. And this includes, like, parents getting light bills, parents getting gas bills in their children's name, and messing up their credit before the child even has a chance to live life. Wow. And that's wow. sick. Um, and I know that happens often in uh, our community, when I say our African-American communities, and it's not right to the child. It's it's almost like damaging them before they have a chance to live. And so they yeah. come into, they become an adult and they can't get anything. I see somebody in the comments saying that that's my mentor. So shout out to you. So <laughs> can you see the comments on your screen or no? No, I can just see you. Okay. I'm good. Hey. So Karen and I both saw this series on Netflix called Inventing Anna. And you you recommended that movie to me. And when I seen it, I was mind blown. So if you want to kind of just give some points about the movie, give a little synopsis about the movie. Right. So Inventing Anna is a special that came on Netflix. Okay. I'm one of those people. You probably don't want to go to the movies with me because I am going to get revelation. I'm going to try to figure it out. The Lord going to be speaking, totally ruin the movie. But the Lord uses a lot of different things to speak to me. So in this particular series, I was intrigued by the name, first of all, because what inventing, what we inventing, what you create and what you making up. I have been a victim of 
spiritual identity theft, okay? Um, and many of you listening, you've been victims of it too. Um, let me let me just jump there real quick because you know we believe in being led by the Holy Spirit. Many people have been victims of identity theft spiritually because false prophets. Okay, false prophets they come and they take on the personal information, the identity. They try to say the Lord said in His name. So even if we kind of go through the Bible, the Lord is going to deal with a lot of people with this whole identity crisis because He's going to yeah. say, "Hark me." I never knew you. And then they going to say what? But I did this in your name. I did this in your name. Yeah, you did it in my name, but you didn't have my clearance. Ooh. So many of us, we've been victims of identity um, theft from a spiritual perspective. I have personally went through it um, on a higher level. But nevertheless, the show Inventing Anna, it's on Netflix. And it's pretty much about a young girl I don't want to give you too much, but she is not happy with who she is. So even in that, we yeah. many of us need to unbecome not being happy with who we are. Yeah. The Lord told me years ago, Karen, I will never bless who you pretend to be. Say that again. I won't bless who you pretend to be. The mm -hmm. anointing is on the original, the anointing yeah. is on the authentic. The anointing is on the anointing. The anointing is not on who you covet. Right. The anointing is not on who you who you who you pretend to be. Yeah. So come on, why you got me going here? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it needs to be said because. I don't know. I have a burden. When I see people trying to operate in somebody else's gift or calling or anointing, it bothers the heck out of me. Like, I'm just like, do you know who you are in Christ? And that's the issue. Yeah. We social media and the way this world is going today has made it easy to have identity crisis and to try to steal somebody's identity. You think about all these fake profiles and people creating fake profiles with somebody using somebody else's likeness and their picture for what? Because for what? they don't know who, who they, are. they are. Yeah. They don't know who they are. And I'm a, I'm gonna make a bold statement. I'm gonna put myself out here. I hope, you know, hope I made nobody mad, but you know, you know me, so I'm just going to be who I am. But often within Christianity, we are sometimes taught that Jesus. Sometimes if you have a leader and they are not healed and whole yeah. themselves, when they get up here, sometimes they can spew that out. Um, I've met, I've known on high levels and low levels, pastors who are bound with comparison or yeah. um, poverty, or they're not happy with themselves. And then they'll mismanage the microphone. Right. They'll mismanage the pulpit. They'll mismanage the hearts of God's people. They mismanage the prophetic. And then they get up and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Yeah. So if you're not happy and whole and confident in who you are, then you're regurgitating that stuff back to me. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if my heart is sick, my speech is sick. Yeah. My perspective is sick. And then if I'm a leader, I'm going to regurgitate all that stuff on my congregation or the people that are underneath me. And then we're just building a whole bunch of Annas where you can purchase something just to take a picture for Instagram and yeah. go return it to the store. 
You can go rent an Airbnb just to post pictures to make people think that this is where you live in. Instead of saying, let me unbecome this yeah. fake image. Let me unbecome what others have told me to be. Let me unbecome. And I want to say, and then I'm going to stop. There is a secret in unbecoming. I believe that the Lord has given myself a mystery spiritually in terms of unbecoming. Because maybe it's really so not so much about you becoming this. Maybe it's everything we need to unbecome first and going through the process, doing the work, the process, which people don't like to talk about, yeah. Yeah. doing the work, which me and you have talked about, yeah. in the secret place. Right. Wow. And then letting God bless it. That's How do you feel about talking about the show? I mean, we just. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. We're going to flow. And one thing, what, what gets me is why I would never want to be somebody else or operate outside of what God has for me is because you don't know that person's warfare. Y'all don't know some of the, even for me, people be like, oh, I want all these followers and things like that. You don't know the, don't know the mental battles. They don't I can't know. tell you how many people have inboxed me just to say, I hate you. Everybody can't deal with that. Right. I don't I like you. You're wearing glasses. You're wearing braids. Take those earrings out your ear. Like there's a, there's a level of warfare that you go through for having these millions of followers. Right. But that's the thing though. You can mimic, you can steal, you can duplicate, but you don't want to mimic that warfare. Right. I tell my students, listen, stop envying that girl you see on social media or the girl in your workplace or the couple you may think is living their best life. You don't know what demons they have to fight. Absolutely. I know personally some of the things that you, you endure in the um, high levels of warfare because warfare come in levels, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm an advocate on um, not being ignorant of the devices of the devil. Absolutely. Some of us, we need to spend more time not to make Satan great. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But we need to spend more time in the word. Yeah. Daily devotion. Yeah. Right. Building yourself, yourself up so that you can receive discerning of spirits. Right. You can receive um, insight, revelation, and wisdom, and you're not so easily fooled. Right. And I noticed, too, for me, the more I spend time in the secret place, the more I spend time with God. He gives me divine revelation and ideas. So I don't ever have to copy anybody because he gives me a blueprint that nobody else has. You may see other I need a words out here, but they didn't labor like I labored. Mm -mm. God mm -hmm. used me to be a trailblazer. So that's easy for the next person. Wow. And instead of looking at you um, like a mentor or, you know, I've had many people come to me with the posture of a mentor. Minty. Minty. Yeah. 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 With yeah. the posture of I want to learn. Yeah. With the posture of, you know, let's be connected. And one of them almost wiped me out because she stole everything from me right and the first thing you want to do this is for somebody whether you're going through this level of um, identity theft in the natural and the spiritual whether you've been betrayed by you know by a spouse by a co-worker 
by anybody. One of the first things you need to do, and I really mean this, is really say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna let you vindicate me. Because listen, one of the first things you wanna do, Quan, is prove. Listen, listen, I can go there on that one. I can go there on that one. You wanna prove. And then I got receipts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Lord is looking for many of even the people listening, many of the listeners that will hear this today, that will hear this next year, three years from now, because the anointing never expires, baby. The anointing of the Lord is timeless. So if you're listening to this today or three years from now, what I'm about to say is going to add some value to your life. One of the things that many people need to understand is Holy Spirit is real. Yeah. We talk about them. We say this, we say that. And, and, and in that going through, I really had to learn. Holy Spirit said, Karen, everybody don't know me like they say they do. Yeah. You don't have to vindicate yourself. If people really know me, Holy Spirit is a person. You know how I feel about him. Right. He is the person of Holy Spirit. In my prayer room, he has a chair. <laughs> I invite him when I go out to eat. Yeah. I invite him in my car. Holy Spirit, come. Yeah. And let me tell you, the Lord will never deny your request. Oh. I don't care how much you think you sinned. And only us. I don't know how we, we, we've managed to put all these different levels and hierarchies. And the Lord ain't looking for all of that. Yeah. He's looking for clean hands and a pure heart. Exactly. Whether exactly. you're an apostle, pastor, preacher, teacher, it don't, it don't matter. Wow. So let me add to that. So I remember when I was going through a season of betrayal and I, I had to like log off of social media for a while because every time I would log in, I would see somebody throwing shade at me and the Holy Spirit was like, don't say anything back. And I'm like, you don't want me to say nothing back, but you know, they lying on me. And so I had to get to a place of surrendering the vindication. And I said to God, I said, if you never vindicate me, I'm still going to be blessed. Mm. If you never vindicate me, I'm still going to do your will. So that came with the level of spiritual maturity. I mean, in the beginning, I was just like, God, when, when are you going to vindicate me? Because you're taking all day. They out here saying all of this and saying all that. You know, it ain't true. I got the text messages to prove. Yeah. Can shut down the whole ministry, the whole operation. Listen. If you want to. But but this is this is the thing that the Lord taught me because it was really hard. I went through it and I'm I'm still overcoming it, right? Because I'm yeah. human, right? Your, 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 your flesh is human and your flesh can feel the reality of what you're going through, right? So for somebody listening, baby, it's not your faith. It's not that you don't have no faith, it's not that you lack faith. That's not it. Your flesh is real and it can feel the reality of what you're going through. But your spirit man is strengthened, right? I think about David. Oh I think about David's father sending him to run an errand to feed his brothers. Jesus. David rose up on the, the army, the king's horsemen, all his men, his brothers, and they're all getting harassed by Goliath, Right. And they start to question David. 
what you doing here? You don't belong here. Go play with your little sheep. And David kind of assessing the situation. And David's like, well, y'all, I'm a Bible storyteller. I love the Bible, mm -hmm. but I like to make it plain. So just roll with me. David looking around like, but y'all getting punked by Goliath. I know when I'm playing with my little sheep, I'm fighting off bears with my hands. Mm -hmm. I'm fighting off all these animals that try to come and kill my sheep in private, in secret. None of y'all here. I can just imagine David wanting to vindicate himself, but you know what he did? He said, step back. Just watch. I'm going to show y'all better than me sitting here trying to prove myself, yeah. trying to vindicate myself. I'm going to show y'all what I can do. And we all know the moral of the story. And if you don't know, excellent Bible story to go read. David slays Goliath, the little boy, the underestimated. Right. The overlooked. Right. The last one they went to see. And I love how David always gave glory to God. Like God, God will deliver them into our hands. Like that was his language. He and knew. His right. Right. Yeah. And talk about that. You, Cause your husband said something the other day that kind of messed me up about the rocks. I need you to talk about that real quick. Listen. About the rocks. Listen, so here you have, I mean, this story, I could feed off of it so long, which also let me digress for a minute. When you're talking about social media, you know, I've just went through some things with social media and just guarding my mental health, right? Yeah. The Bible says guard your heart. And if social media is connected to your heart and your mental health, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. Yeah. So I'm thinking about social media, mental health, and how you were talking about the feed. Yeah. And that's some Holy Spirit revealed to me. Call me deep. I'll take it. But listen, what are you feeding yourself? And I had to sit back there when I unfollowed everybody on my Instagram just to make sure that I'm in alignment, just to make sure that I'm posting the right thing, just to make sure I'm adding value, just to keep my stream and my river clean. I don't want to feed. And I sat there and I said, man, what have, what have I been feeding myself? Jesus. Because I've compared myself. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been having a great day, logged into social media. And within 10 minutes, I'm feeling like, yeah, I need to lose 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need to redo my kitchen. Where's she shop? Man, she made how much money last year? And Holy Spirit is like, uh -uh, come out of there. Wow. What are you feeding? So what is on your feed? But let me get back to the rock. Okay. So David goes to, to, to feed his brothers. Feed. There is that word again. He goes to give his brothers some food. And he rose up on the whole army. And they're out there getting taunted by Goliath. And one of the things that I love about this story is David was not willing to take on none of their identity. Wow. The king said, put on my armor, okay? Put on my armor so you can fight. David said, uh, yeah, no. My husband said, David walked over everything that was in plain sight, but they weren't anointed to pick up the rock. David didn't kill Goliath with 15, you know, swords created from the tabernacle sword armor no he he told them i'm not using none of y'all stuff 
I am using what the Lord has anointed me to use. Wow. And the thing I'm using, y'all weren't anointed to use it. Yeah. And they literally stepped, he used some rocks. And wow. it's what Wow. Because you gotta be, you have to embrace you. There are so many people, they don't, they need to unbecome, unbecome many of the things we picked up in our sinful state. Yeah. Right? No, no shade because I was I was a sinner and, and every day need grace and mercy. Absolutely. But there were some things that I picked up when I was out living a sinful life. Anita, you feel me, girl? There were some things I picked up that I needed to unbecome. And then you have to embrace, you have to embrace, hear me good. You have to embrace who you are. Yeah. And even tonight, when we get off of here, I'm challenging you to go get you a pen, a piece of paper, and write down, Elise, who do I need to unbecome? I told mm -hmm. my daughters last night, y'all need to unbecome being followers. You are not a follower. Yeah. You're a leader. Wow. And, and something that has helped me with social media is I made an executive decision for my mental health is not to scroll. Not just scroll. And that just works for me. You know what right. I mean? And and sometimes and you sometimes too, don't be afraid to log off. Because I was listening to a conversation of some millionaires and billionaires um recently. And one of the things that they were saying is, and it lets me know that there's an agenda, is that this is our reality. Wow. This is going to be our reality. What we do in the virtual world is real life. Going outside reading a book, all of that's not going to be real life. So that's what they're trying to push, that our life is going to be an avatar on these things. And then you have to think about social media. Social media now is created to get you addicted. Yeah. They took the same um, attention engineers that they hired from casinos are now being brought into these social media platforms. And now they're saying, okay, now what can we do to keep these people on here all day? Because if they're on here all day, that's how we'll make money. Jesus. And it, and it, it's, it's real. Like if you think about, let's say you go on here and you like a cat video, I scroll a little bit. I'm going to yeah. see another cat video. If I'm yeah. watching the video, when that video is about to end, you'll see a little circle that says next video starts in three seconds. All of that was created to keep you on the platform and keep you addicted. So you got to learn how to turn it off, especially if it's overtaking you. Because some people won't pray, won't don't won't thank God for the day, but they'll log in. You know what? And you know, one of the things that I teach my students and something that I'm very, very conscious of, because I understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Let me break it down. Your fight is not against a girl with stilettos and red bottoms on, right? Your fight is not against your coworker. Your fight is against another realm, another principality, another place. And one of the things that I love to do, and I'm going to give y'all this for free, <laughs> I have my students do it every morning, is when they wake up, when we wake up, if you have to use your phone, sometimes I'll let it play three or four times over me because I may still fall back back asleep, but I listen to audio scripture. Mm -hmm. Before my feet even hit the ground, I've engaged heaven. Yes. I've engaged the kingdom. I've, I'm, I've engaged Holy Spirit. Because when my feet hit this ground, it's game time. 
I have children I'm raising. I just business building, other women I'm building and, and trying to get people closer to, to God and to live a wholesome spiritual life. You know, I can't wake up and consume this. Consume yeah. the thoughts, the opinions, and the ideas of other people. But yeah. that used to be my life. Right. Right? And because I know no better. Right. And we were never meant to consume as much as we're consuming now. Like, our brains was never meant to see all of this stuff all day. And it creates this, this thing of lust, of seeing what other people have and wishing you had it, and you don't know their story. That woman that you see, that you looks like a good couple, she might be getting knocked upside her head every night. You Which know what I mean? I know to be true. Yeah. And then yeah. you think about, oh, her picture is so pretty. How many pictures did she have to take to post that one? Because y'all know how we are with selfies. Right. It'd be like right. 10, 15 before we post that one. But the, the bigger problem is a matter of the heart, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's really, really getting real with yourself. So um, some of you know, some of you don't know that I did a 21-day unbecoming challenge and I'm still going through it. And I'm going to tell the story because I believe in giving honor. I don't believe in private praise and public dishonor. Mm -hmm. I believe in giving people private and public honor. You got to watch people who only want to thank you in private. You got to watch people who only want to text you and say, good job. If, if, if a, Jesus said, I know who y'all say to me in private, what y'all say about me in private. But what do you say in public? Yeah, That's just somebody. You got somebody listening who you have people connected to you and they're in secret competition. My God. And one of the ways to, to determine a person that's secretly competing with you is they love to give you private praise. Mm. Some pastors are watching me. Some leader is watching me. And you're connected to people you need to cut off because these people are in secret competition with you. Wow. But, um, yeah, that was for somebody. I have somebody like that. Like they'll see the accomplishments of I need a word and they'll never say like, congratulations publicly, but it, it'll get a, get a text. Oh, I saw this. Congratulations. In uh, private. Yeah. Like, so, like, like I'm a secret friend. I don't know, but. All this secret competition. Yeah. Right. You know, I think about Esther when Esther was preparing to be queen and they spent one year in the harem. Can you imagine the level of competition? But most people hear that story, but sometimes people don't take the next level and go and research what a real harem is. In our days, the harem that Esther prepared in would be likened to the Olympics. Yeah. So somebody go study it for yourself to read exactly what she went through preparing can you imagine the level alicia of secret competition secret competition is very real it's rooted in murder it's rooted in jealousy it's rooted in betrayal and it's very demonic and satanic yeah right what did the lord say to judas the bible i mean the bible says that satan did what he entered, entered. when i seen that the other day i threw i almost threw my phone Satan entered into Judas. And then Judas goes on to betray Jesus. But what did the Bible say as we went down when nobody was present? Right. Secret competition. Yeah. So I did a 21 day unbecoming challenge. I was 
working with Kwanda because on the other spectrum, she coaches me. She's my um, marketing mentor and she gives prophetic instruction. So some of you that are listening, um, you may want to pray about <laughs> connecting with her for some level of prophetic insight, prophetic um, direction for your business, for your ministry, right? Because some people see you as the, um, the founder or the leader of I Need a Word, but you are also a magnificent marketing expert. So anyway, she was giving me some prophetic insight and she said, you need to do a 21 day unbecoming challenge because one of the things about me is I, 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 I can hide. You all know that I got two churches in Pakistan, that I've traveled the world leading worship. I used to worship, I build worship teams, a worship pastor, a psalmist, been at some of the biggest mega churches, used to fly on jets on Sundays, building worship teams, done mentor probably over 2,000 at this point. Students have mentored some of the people that have huge platforms on social media, but you know, you would never know I'm offered four books. You wouldn't know I have a, a membership because I hide myself. And Kwanda said, you need to do a 21 day unbecoming challenge because you need to stop hiding. And I wanted to hang up on her, but I know the voice of Holy Spirit. And I said, okay, so for the past 21 days and tomorrow makes the 21st day, I've been unbecoming something every day. Whole Christian leader, whole full of faith, love God. But I'm not too silly and arrogant enough to say there are still things I need to unbecome. And one of my students said, it's one thing for you to be hidden in Christ. It's another for you to hide yourself. Yeah. Wow. And when you gave me that 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 um, instruction, I grabbed it and it changed the entire vision of my business. Wow. And um, we all got to unbecome something. I think to me, life is about unlearning a lot of things that we were taught they were wrong, you know, and then yeah. you get the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And like every day, I'm not even really in the challenge, but every day I wake up in the morning, I'm like, today I'm unbecoming overthinking. Today I'm unbecoming doing everything for everybody else. And then Kwanda sits on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So it starts with a decision, but I feel like this, the challenge is contagious. And um, we can talk about the challenge in a minute because somebody just asked oh, about God. it, but um, I wanted to add to what you were saying about the cave. I remember being in one of the hardest seasons of my life, going through betrayal, and like I stopped everything. Like I used to go live on Facebook. I would have two and three thousand people on the live, and I just stopped cold turkey. And you said something to me that freed me. You said even David had to come out of the cave, and in that moment it's like shackles broke off of me. And I'm like, okay, God, I was nervous again. I'm like, you know, I'm still battling with this betrayal. I'm still battling with my brother being murdered. Like I'm battling with all of this. And now I got to get myself back out there again. So thank you for that. I always think about wow. that and smile because it was such a shackle. I was really like, wow. I went in the cave, right. Yeah. I went in the cave to get, you know, the revelation, the knowledge and whatever God wanted to do. But then I was just like, I'm good here. I'm going to chill here. I was comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. And then, see, when people say betrayal, like there's different levels, right? And we've seen in the Bible that the, the Bible said, and then Satan entered Judas. Yeah. But then you also found another scripture where, where the Lord had to say to Peter, get behind me, Satan. The, the, these spirits are 
they're ruthless. Yeah. Okay. And one of the things about betrayal is it, it, it can hurt so bad. Yeah. I was I was ministering to a, a lady yes a lady yesterday about betrayal and it paralyzed her. Yeah. She literally for the past six months, she's like, Karen, I just I've been stuck here. And I'm like, you gotta come out. You have to, you God never intended. Listen, Jesus, God didn't send his son to die on the cross for us to play all these games in church. Yeah. For us to become all these false prophets, for us to lie, yeah. for us to make these weird, I'm better than you, you better than me. You know, we are so far away from God's original design of son and daughtership. Yeah. Not apostle, preacher, pastor, son, daughter. Can we just talk? Can we, ooh. Jesus. I, I, I know, I know it's been hard. I know you're going through. I know I know where you are, but I just I just want to talk to you. And baby, you can do it for free. Free. Ain't, ain't no cash app listed. You don't have to, you don't got to cash out me to get a prophetic word. We done dropped about 1500 prophetic words just from the time you hit start. But our culture has become so contaminated yeah and all the lord is saying can you come <laughs> yeah can you just read your bible in the morning can we talk can you embrace holy spirit yeah i'm really here to help you i want you to unbecome all of it i had to unbecome a lot of bad doctrine Kwanda. yeah jesus a lot of it because it wasn't until I really, really made Holy Spirit real. Yeah. Um, that the gift of revelation, it saved my life. Yeah. And then when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you, you start to read the Bible and you fall in love with what's being said here. It, it's not like I'm just reading because I'm supposed to do it, but I'm reading and I'm getting strategy and revelation. Oh. And that's kind of what, what I admire about how God uses me is like there's strategy in here, Kwanda. Let me yeah. show you. Like recently, he's had me in the in reading Noah um, and how Noah built that ark off of obedience. And that obedience saved his life and his family's life. And so I was saying, like, there's a flood coming. I don't know what that flood is going to be, but the Lord is like, let me show you the strategy so you'll be prepared for this flood. <laughs> But another part of who you are is that is that prophet, right? And a lot of people, there's a, I was telling you, this is a new era. Yeah, absolutely. This is a new era. This is a new movement for the Davids who were comfortable playing in the back with the sheep, the underestimated, the overlooked, right? But the Hadassahs. Well, this girl ain't no ain't gonna be no queen. 
Queens are trained from birth to be royal. She was an orphan. Come on. From orphan. Uh, who, who, what, what kingdom she about to leave? Well, we know what she did, and we're still talking about her today. A three-day fast wiped out and changed a whole generation. Yeah. But I believe, prophetically speaking, because I'm a prophet that the Lord uses through scripture, I may not tell you your social security number. <laughs> you know that already. You don't need nobody to repeat your social security. You should know that. Listen, but I can tell you, based on scripture, where people are and where the state of the world is. Wow. One of the things that the Lord has been revealing to me, prophetically speaking, is many people he can trust. If you're listening to me and this resonates with your spirit, I really need you to lay on your face tonight. I need you to, to log off and log in, baby. I need you to log off and tap into the secret place. There is a place. Oh, there is a place in the realms of the spirit that nobody can get you to apart from you and God. There is a place. The greatest prophetic words, the greatest prophetic promptings is in the realms of the spirit. And there is a place that the worship leader singing can't get you to other than on your face. There are some people who need to log off, Quan, and lay prostrate, lay on your face and say, Lord, I've been hiding. I've been running. I don't feel qualified. I feel scared. I don't look like everybody. I don't sound like everybody. But Lord, I know you're calling me. Lord, I know you want to use me. You are equipped in the world. You are equipped in the word. You can, you listen, the Lord needs marketplace ministers. He needs marketplace prophets. You may not be a prophet that stands in the pulpit. You may be a prophet for corporate America. Where are the prophets that can give President Biden counsel right now? Yeah, listen. Where are they at? You get me fired up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, let me uh move this comment. You know, those uh spammers come in. Um, but that was good. I was thinking too, as you were talking about like with the false prophets and things like that, sometimes they thrive on the fact that th we are lazy and we don't want to spend time with God and we don't want to read. So that's why they prey on those type of people. I always tell people, you have to get to a place in your spiritual walk where you're not inboxing everybody for a word, but you're yes. actually going and open up the word for yourself. Yeah. Um, because you get in these people inboxes and if it's the wrong person, next thing you know, they're giving you this soulish uh, prophecy. And then they're like, well, my cash app is this, this, and this. In this word, I ain't got to go give no cash app. Now, I'm not, no, I'm not bashing no. you sewing because I believe in sewing. I believe in that. But yes, I'm saying get in this word for yourself. You have to have a relationship with God for yourself because when judgment day comes, it's not going to be like, well, the prophet said this and the prophet. What did you do? And you know what I'm thinking about, too? The revelation that you and uh, Tasia gave is like how in one part of the scripture it says, before I formed you, I knew you. And then you get to the place of depart from me. I never knew you. Every time I think about that, that blows my mind. You want to speak on that? How do you? Well, one, this, one of the scariest scriptures in the Bible for me okay. is depart from me. I never knew you. Okay. And Holy Spirit gave me this one time I was in a some sort of weird confrontation or battle with some other Christians, which I do not like. Yeah. I don't know. We need to stop arguing with each other yeah. 
over who has the greatest revelation, who has the greatest prophetic word for 2022. It don't matter. That stuff is so low level. You know, I'm a girl who, you know, you know what I like to study, right? And 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 what happens is the enemy laughs. If you clapping back, you ain't ready. Mm. If you got to go and put how you feel on social media because you're not woman or man enough to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, I, I feel some kind of way. You kind of hurt my feelings. I don't know what you really mean by this. If, you're, if the first thing you do is go pick up your phone and, gra and grab Facebook or grab Instagram or grab Twitter and tell how you feel and, and throw in indirect comments. And yeah. let me tell you something, This principal these principalities and demon spirits, they know. Right. The Lord told me years ago, Karen, listen, I'm a, I never want you to forget this, okay? I said, okay. He said, look, you can't fool this realm. You can fool that one. Yeah. But there is a realm you're not fooling. Right. You can't fool this realm. So I always need you to be upfront and honest with yourself and with me, right? But one of the, the, the scariest scriptures is, depart from me, I never knew you. And then the, the, the intensity of that scripture just messes me up because then you go on and you pull the strategy out of the scripture and you see who we talking to. Right. Right, Prophetess Walker? He said, they, they said, Lord, we prophesied in your name. So who was he talking to? Lord, we cast out demons in your name. These, these sound like Christians. These sound like people who work. Right. In the name of the Lord, which goes full circle to why we even are here in the first place. Spiritual theft. Yeah. Spiritual identity stealing. Right. And then one day I was, you know, teaching this. And Tasia said, man, I got an actual question. She said, how did we get here? How can a person get from when I formed you in your mother's womb? I knew you to depart from me. I never knew you. Jeez. That's another whole life within itself. Yeah. But that's so real. Absolutely. And then to go back to the part about the whole clapping back, I, I listen, I am somebody who's been betrayed multiple times. So I know that betrayal hurts. Yeah. Um, I know that the taunting of people hurts because I was in a season where, you know, uh, something happened with one person and then they'll find other people who don't like you and solicit a whole group of people that are coming together and because the common denominator is you and they don't like you. So they're going back and forth on social media. But I think about somebody like Hannah who was being taunted by the other wife or Penina by the rival, but Hannah's response was a game changer changer. Hannah didn't get on social media and said this heifer, I'm a little, little. No. Hannah got up and went to pray. Hannah knew the very one that closed the womb can open the womb. It's in gotta be. We got to know this is a spiritual fight. Listen, so then you go, you know, I feel like me, you playing double dutch. I'm about to jump in now. You <laughs> go and you look at Esther, right? Esther's uncle roll up on her and he say, uh, don't forget you only queen for this moment. Okay. Esther says, all right, look, let me see here. Do I go and jump on um, the, the Galilee, uh, the Persian <laughs> social media and start tweeting out how I feel? Who my, who my uncle think? I'm the queen. Who do you think he is? Don't come telling me what to do, giving me orders. No, she didn't. She called a fast. And some people need to fast from their mouth. Yeah. Jesus. Food ain't the problem. Eat, eat the cake. <laughs> Eat the steak, the chips, and drink all the all of it. 
but many people need to fast from their mouth because when you do that level of fasting, I can say this with conviction because Holy Spirit has had me do it many times, especially when I went through that horrible betrayal, right? I couldn't yeah. say nothing. Right. What happens is because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak, when you train and discipline yourself to be quiet, you're working on your heart. Yeah. And you know, he was like, I'm not no punk. Uh, you know, how they gonna play me? And 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 Holy Spirit is like, Yeah, you're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready for this assignment. I remember right before the pandemic, I was supposed to go to London to lead worship and to train a church over there with true worship. You know, I know I don't just teach worship and singing, right? So far, far beyond that. And I remember I was like, okay, before we were set to go, I said, Lord, what's over here? What, what do I need? What do I need to prepare my heart for? What, what principality, what, what am I going against? And I remember Quan Holy Spirit said, I need you to go on a conversation fast. Be quiet. Jesus. Cause you know, the first thing we want to do is post a flyer and show people I'm going to London and, you know, let me put myself out here and, and promote and boast. And uh -uh. I had to get low. I had to get quiet so that I could be prepared for any level of demonic attack yeah. or um, I need to have my discerning of spirits heightened and sharpened. I yeah. need to grow and mature but that was, that was for me. I'm just saying for somebody, yeah. we need to spend less time talking, less time scrolling, and more time consuming what matters to your eternal value. Absolutely. And somebody was saying something about like having anger issues and fighting. And listen, when I was in the thick of betrayal, I was ready. Okay. I remember. And the Holy Spirit had to, 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 he taught me one of the most valuable lessons is he said, you can't fight a devil. You can't fight a demon with boxing gloves. No. Boxing gloves carry no weight in the spirit. He said, you need the sword. The sword will transform some things, cut down some things. And when I got that revelation that blessed my life, um, and I had to also do some practical things. Certain Tupac songs, I can't listen to because they ignite the Tupac demon. <laughs> right, right. You know, like anything that ignites you wanting to uh, vindicate yourself, wanting you to tell people off, you got to get rid of it. That was my thing, like vindicating. I mean, you know, and, and I remember recently I was just laid out. I'm beyond the biggest crybaby, but um, this is for somebody else. Um, tears are purging. Tears yeah. is definitely a form of inner healing. The Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers. Yes. There's a plural. One of those rivers is healing. And when you release sweat and tears, toxins come out. So I love to cry. And I was laying out before the Lord and I was just crying. And it wasn't that long ago. And I was just like, why did you let me go through that season? Why did you... Mm, why did you let me go through that? I lost what I thought was friends. I was betrayed. I was, I was so hurt and you didn't let me say nothing. I had to heal in private. I had to shut up. I was, I was made humiliated. I was mocked. 
and my heart, my motives were so pure, but Lord, you told me to be quiet. Why you do me like that? I, I love you. I thought we were better than that. I spend time with you. I'm your girl. You're my father. Why you let me go through something so horrific? And I had to sit there and quantity he told me, but baby, I can trust you. Jesus. He said, Karen, I can trust you with my people. I can trust you with my heart. I can trust you to steward other people's hearts. I can trust you with my resources because God ain't looking for another worship leader. God don't need another prophet. He got the whole heavens, the whole earth. Thanks if you decide to do it. Thanks. But I really just need you to be a good manager over what I give you. Jesus. Can you just be a good manager over my people? Can you be a good steward over their resources? Don't take my people's money and you know they sowing and they believe in that they are, are believing me for a harvest and an increase and you up here leading people. Don't take their money and go send your wife on vacation. Keep God, Lord, Rabbi. Listen, one of the greatest things as a Christian, one of the greatest weapons that the enemy can use is when a Christian doing everything they can and they don't see prayers answered. Jesus. You are vulnerable when you are in that state, but I'm telling you, whatever you do, don't fold. Yeah. Don't fold. We got me on here crying. Lord have mercy. I told you I'm a cry baby. No, that's real. Like that's real. And that's a real conversation to have with your heavenly father. Ugh. Like, What's up, God? I thought we were better than this. You've been listening to I Need a Word, your place for inspirational messages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or visit INeedAWord.org.